Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Stars Mike Epps. Oh, yeah. yeah. Star of Resident Evil. <laughs> retribution? Is that Retribution? <laughs> is, that, is it Retribution? Uh, no, guys. He's in Resident Evil Apocalypse and Resident Apocalypse. Evil Extinction. He's yeah, in two of them. The, oh, the second one's Apocalypse? Second one's Apocalypse. Yes. But he's not funny in the third one for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> retribution is four. That's five. No, Afterlife is That's five. Which four. one did you guys review? Was it six? I thought it was five. Afterlife because we called it Afterbirth. And that was five. <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> I, Apocalypse is two for sure. I know yeah. this. That, yeah. Extinction is three. After yeah. that, you What's lose me. What's the big guy called in Apocalypse? Nemesis. 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 Stars. <laughs> he does a. Why wouldn't they call it Nemesis? I guess they wouldn't want to get it confused with Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> the Nemesis name has <laughs> yeah. it tracks bad. <laughs> yes, because Apocalypse has never been used in a <laughs> subtitle for a movie before. <laughs> well, not by that point. Yeah, that's true. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Tim. I'm very confused. Today we're going to be talking about what we've been watching. Then we're going to go into a review of Zack Snyder's Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. But before we get to all that, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is where you can write to us. Let us know what you think of the show and the things that we talk about. We are at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Search for Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on your favorite internet website and there might be something about us there. MidwestFilmNerds.com has all previous 172 plus bonus episodes and full show notes. So you can skip over the spoiler, Terry, and things of the like that you don't want to hear. And then, uh, yeah, Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Go there, shop, and some of the money that you spend will come to us. And the link that I've been giving does not work for the web store. It works, but it won't let you check out, at least on mobile. So go to MidwestGameNerds.com and go to the support store if you want to buy Midwest Game Nerds or Film Nerds t-shirts, hoodies, and drink cozies, or you want to donate to us, give that a try. Thank you, Gordon, for writing in and letting us know that that wasn't actually working. Um, Frame Friday this past week was a movie. It was Inception. And um, we had David Steele, of course, won once again. He must have his notifications turned on for Midwest Film News posts, so everybody else needs to step up their game, apparently. But we had somebody else that was like two seconds too late on uh, on the Instagram. That would be uh, Lauren Welsh. Uh, Rick wrote Indiana Jones 5. Nick wrote Wayne's Leisure World. <laughs> and Corey wrote Shutter Island, No Way, The Great Gatsby, Shit, It's The Departed, Final, the Departed, Final Answer, Regis. So... There were a few other... What about Meredith for Final Answer? Uh, no. She was also a host. That's not a real host of... <laughs> That's not canon. Yeah. Who's lying? <laughs> Who's lying? Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? The other people, there were some other people that wrote on the Facebook. It was pretty great. We had a lot of interaction. So please check out Frame Friday, Trivia Tuesday, every week on the Midwest Film There's Facebook. Uh, we had some listener feedback. Gordon wrote some lengthy thoughts on the uh, second season of Daredevil that I think we will talk about in our final full spoiler showcase 
of Daredevil Season 2, which is probably coming within the next week or so. So keep an eye out for that. And then uh, he also wrote in some more about Batman v Superman, which I will read later in the review. But then also Alistair Connell wrote in and uh, voiced his uh, vitriol. He said the subject line was death to David Smith. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag frame Friday. So David Smith is running away with your frame Friday picks on Facebook. Don't make it so easy on him. Are you open to listener, listener suggestions? And he gave me like probably 10 frames that I could go and use for future frame Fridays. So if you guys want your frame Friday featured, Oh my yeah, Whoa. send it in. That was some alliteration. Yeah, you like, like that? Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> Send in the feedback at MidwestHomeLers.com. Frame Friday feature feedback. I'm Willie. Willie. All right. Uh, what we've been watching. Nick, you've been watching stuff. Mm-hmm. What did you watch? I watched Alien for the first time in a long time. I remember... First time, long time? First time, long time. <laughs> um... <laughs> I had s- <laughs> sorry. You guys just drank in concert. <laughs> we're a well-oiled, yeah. a well-oiled machine your first time over here. Long time joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The two of you were just really like proud of each other. <laughs> sorry, you watched Alien. Sure did. Uh, I w- had seen Aliens a bunch uh, before I ever saw Alien, and the first time I watched Alien, I was probably like seventeen, and I remember being kind of bored by it. Because I was used to aliens, yeah, and and when I was a kid, I mean, Alien is this really interesting franchise, and I'll just I'll say right now, a lot of my recently watching, and I'm sure my next few weeks of what I've been watching is heavily influenced by the Canon, which is a podcast that Willie has talked about, Tim has talked about. I finally started trying to. Uh, to face my fear of podcasts and Devin Faraci. And it's been pretty rewarding so far, actually. It's a really great show. He's a really great host. And uh, it's a lot of fun. So if you're looking for for something like that, um, I don't even know how to describe it. it. Sometimes the conversations get pretty hardcore, and, you, and, the, and the references fly hard and fast. So you, if you need to be up and up on your film game. But it's, uh, it's a really rewarding listen, and, it, and it's fun to hear interesting uh, viewpoints on these oft debated movies things that make you think about things in a new in a new way so it's it's been a really rewarding experience so far but anyway they did a live episode uh alien versus aliens with kumail nanjiani who i Mm. absolutely love Mm -hmm. and it was a really really great episode (laughs) uh he offers no insight but he's really funny (laughs) and uh, he he does have like one really 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 good point and i remember it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks because i was like oh wow he had something of substance to say other than just like really hilarious (laughs) things at the expense of other people or the movies uh it's really hilarious but Anyway, so Alien Aliens is a thing that Willie and I used to talk about all the time. Willie is a staunch advocate of aliens. And I, I love them both. Oh, yeah, I know. But, yeah. But Willie's an aliens guy for sure. And when I Much was, like the Wayne's World, Wayne's World 2 debate. <laughs> which we are diametrically opposed to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I don't think we've still ever said on, yeah. on air <laughs> which one we're who's, who's where? We, uh, do we want to say yet? Somebody has to write in and guess. We we asked that. That was our call to action once. Yes. Which 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 one of us prefers based on our yeah. personalities or whatever else you want to try to base? Who it on. likes Wayne's World one more? Who likes Wayne's World two more? Yeah, and why? There you go. I've got an idea. And why? You think you got to figure it out? 
Okay. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll see what the li- <laughs> listeners think. Somebody. Let me hear your guess real quick, Tim. I'll, I'll poker face this. I no, think no, Alex. No, 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 no. Okay. You want to hear? Okay. <laughs> Wait. No. You were gonna have because me in there. What, what do you think? I what do you think I prefer? Oh, I thought we were guessing which one of you two. No, me and no, Will. No, no. Oh no, oh, you and Will. No, no, are no, this is one yeah. Two. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I maybe I, I'll guess what Alex. Have you ever seen him? I've seen both of them, but okay. it's been a long time. Okay. Are you a Wayne? I'm guessing you're a Wayne's World two guy. I don't really know. Okay. <laughs> Great. What Great are use we of doing our this? Precious airtime. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, damn it. So, Alien versus Alien. So then I, the other day I was like, okay, I, I got to watch something and I was just going to watch. Uh, so I just popped, I went over to my to my Blu-ray shelf and I was like, man, I wish I had Alien. Oh, look, I do. And like there it was, it was in the wrap and everything. And then I was you sent like, a text like, hey, this is nobody else's, right? <laughs> yeah, I did the group text. I was like, oh, apparently I own Alien and I had no idea. Uh, I hope it was, isn't one of yours. So I guess at some point at Target it was probably. Like five I think bucks. you picked it up. Uh, I bought them sh- together. I'm sure I did. I think you picked it up shortly before Prometheus came out because I had never seen any of them. So did we watch it? And yeah, we, we watched yeah, we Alien watched. and Aliens with Alex for the first time yeah. at your old house. I'm pretty sure I just unwrapped that copy of Alien. Really? Maybe it was somebody else. I might have brought mine over. Yeah, I think it might. Yeah, be. maybe his. My Aliens was open, so we okay. definitely watched that. Anyway, um, so. When it, when we were kids though, Tim, Tim and Willie and I are all about the same age, and Alex is only a few years separated. But when we were kids, Alien, the Alien franchise was like super cool for kids, and there were action figures and arcade games, and everything about it was great. But it was all kind of based around aliens. So Aliens is very much the Alien movie that that growing up, I was like, this is what they're like. So Alien, when I saw it, it was really different than what I had expected, and and I just didn't really like it as much and then over the years i've watched it more and it's gotten better and i listened to the canon and they pointed out all these wonderful things about it that i hadn't necessarily crossed my mind or maybe i once thought about but just didn't think about uh didn't surface in my mind immediately so rewatching it with that uh fresh in my mind it's such a great movie it's so awesome Mm -hmm. and it's so it's so tense i was watching it midday while i was working the other on the weekend and it was like on it was meant to be on in like the background and i was like like my muscles were tensed at parts <laughs> and, and I know exactly what happens to everybody and everything, but it's so, it's that effective yeah. and it looks so real. Everything about it is so real and tangible and just phenomenal. The, the art direction, everything about the way the movie's made is just so pure and wonderful. And the alien itself is just so striking. Even, even still knowing how the aliens look, the xenomorphs look, even though they're all slightly different all the time, they evolve. It's such a striking, iconic design that you you feel like it can't have ever been created. It yeah. just had to have always existed. It was you know? birthed from. Yeah, the it's like when I listen to like, uh, you know, a song is and this is a measure of quality, for example. But like, like "We Will Rock You" or something by Queen, "We Are the Champions." These songs that are so iconic, it's ridiculous. And you think like, were they ever just like sitting in a basement and like had this idea for a song? Like, you can't picture the brainstorming and writing session that went into making that song. You think that they just like turned on their computer or whatever and it was just there and they're like oh we must have recorded this in an unconscious state because it's just too good and too too hallmark to have ever been generated but anyway alien is just it's phenomenal and it only gets better with age and i think as as i get older i certainly always appreciate it more and more the other movie i i uh, have been watching because <laughs> it's been an, an active effort over some time is django unchained and i'm still not done with it <laughs> um, so you're enjoying it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. I, okay. I think I'm actually... So here's the thing about Django. It's obviously... I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've heard some really, really positive things, and I've heard some really, really awful things. And 
the thing everybody seems to universally say is it reaches a point where the movie should end. It like naturally reaches its climax and then it goes on for like another half hour too long or something. Yeah. Some span of time. I think I'm nearly at that part because it feels like the movie's about ready to naturally come to a close. And even though it is already really long, I'm like two hours in or whatever, two mm-hmm. two and change. Uh, I don't mind. I think it's it's got a really each scene is holding my attention really really well. Um, and everybody in it is is really good. I really really don't like Jamie Foxx, but he's he's good in this movie. I like him. And uh, it's no Electro, but <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, I haven't revisited Django since uh, since the theater. Yeah, so, so I, yeah, I want to watch it. And you guys just said Hateful Eight's coming out soon, so maybe I'll watch that one sooner rather than later because I'm mm-hmm. intrigued what uh, what else he does with westerns. But so far, so good. And maybe next week or whenever, I'll check in and say that it went to shit, and, <laughs> and now I don't like it because I'm that way. A, yeah, a bad ending will ruin a movie for me. Yeah. So, which we'll talk about. I know exactly what part you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Real quick, Tim, are you an alien or aliens guy? I'm an alien guy. Okay, me yeah. too. And I like aliens, but I love aliens. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, the other thing, though, that they, they did talk about on the canon was they, they when they were de- putting them up for debate, they, they said no director's cuts, like theatrical version only. Yeah. And then they, the, the, the men, it was totally like guys against girl in the show, which was kind of a funny dynamic. But they, they shat all over the director's cut of Aliens. And I was like, whoa, the director's cut of Aliens is so good. <laughs> Slow it's down. so much better. <laughs> Slow down. In the director's cut of Alien, I don't remember what's different necessarily, but I watched the one scene I know is different where she finds Dallas. That's pretty much it. That's horrifying. Yeah. Shouldn't be in the movie, though. Slows the pace of the ending down. Yeah, I could that, see that. That breakneck run, you like, weird, get to the shuttle, I, it I have, slows I it down. I do have one weird critique about the movie, though, that I've never noticed before. <clears throat> They they never do a really great job of establishing how big the Nostromo is until you see the exterior shot of the shuttle being revealed, and you're like, "Holy shit! It's huge! It's yeah. a city!" Yeah. yeah, and the whole movie it feels like it's like Millennium Falcon size. That's the thing though is ninety percent of the ship is is cargo bay, so they don't even go into that. Yeah, stuff or like refinery. You see like some storage areas where like, with like vehicles and yep. machinery. And they that. only need to be in one small section of the ship because sure. they're just they're literally just sleeping and shipping stuff. It makes sense. There. I just wish that maybe the because because the whole time even this time watching it I was like how can they not find this thing and just blow it away? How big is it really? <laughs> And then when I found, I was like, "Oh, okay, I get it." But then it, it kind of ruined the ending because I was like, "How does it know where they are? <laughs> like, how is it able to track them?" Down Just gets right lost. <laughs> yeah, you think like, "Here's the ship. A human is that big for scale. Why is it not hanging out way over here, like <laughs> still exploring?" And then it blows up, and it's like, "Oh shit, I'm dead." It's that's the only flaw. Like the the scale of the ship is not established particularly well, but it doesn't ultimately it doesn't really matter. It's, yeah. yeah, and I think it's a double edged sword because. I mean, it's a huge ship, but you want to make it feel as like insular, claustrophobic, yeah, yeah. as possible, yeah. and the inside. So you want to keep it. And like, shot what, what Willie just said is is a great explanation. They that they just simply don't need to go. Why would they leave the the heart of the ship where they need to be? It just it makes me want to play the game, the uh, alien yeah. isolation. isolation more. Because if you get to explore more of the ship, it sounds like it's pretty cool. Yeah, but man, I mean, just just rewatching it again now, like really, really fresh. I was like, man. Prometheus, what? <laughs> what a I'm drop. always amazed by how modern. It what was a too. dropped like ball! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah like computer bits notwithstanding. Right. Like yeah, no, it, it does absolutely. Yeah. It looks great, and everybody has a. All the characters are so well written. They all feel very modern. Mm-hmm. Like you could take that movie and just remake it, and just I don't know what you would change really though. You'd I mean, make you'd it have worse. To. Yeah, yeah, but man, because the Still the, Ian the Holm. 
when they find the space jockey, it's so amazing and uh, and just mysterious, and you want to know more, but you don't, and because you know when you do know more, it's really bad, yeah. <laughs> and then you wish you didn't. So <laughs> I guess that's the power of the original Alien. There's a pretty good, real quick, it's pretty good uh, H.R. Giger documentary on Netflix. What's it called? I don't remember, but if you look up H.R. Giger, it'll pop up. Okay, so, yeah, cool. Tim, yeah. what have you been watching? Um, I'll be quick because it's just a couple. AVP Requiem? Oh, oh my God. AVP Requiem is the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I, it's really bad. It's so bad. I like it better than the first AVP. Wow. <laughs> There's a because scene, it knows. It goes there. It, it's just, I, I remember one scene that was so dark. And I think it took, like, I remember it taking place. Does it take place in like a high school gymnasium? You mean like hard to see? Yeah, you can't dark. see anything. Yeah, I, okay, I can't yeah. see anything. And I just remember going like, I, "This is the worst thing I've ever watched in my life." <laughs> <laughs> they're they're both pretty terrible. They're both awful. Yeah, yeah I don't really remember much of it. But the AVP. first one's the first one's PG thirteen, right? Yeah. And the second one is the one they actually made it R. Yeah. I saw AVP in theaters. Yeah, so did there's I. one good I shot in AVP, movies, and it was, should have been, it was in the trailer, and I was like, "This is gonna be awesome." And then I saw the movie, and it's just the one shot. The, the predators, like three of them back to back, fighting on top of a pyramid while there's yeah. a thousand. I'm like, "That's all." Why is that not the movie? Yeah. Like, <laughs> did that movie. movie have bodies by drowning pool in the trailer? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, one of them did. Yeah, the all the greats do. Yeah, I would say that and Jason X, and then there was one more too. <laughs> That's a perfect that. song for Jason X. Yeah. Thousand quotes. Yeah. <laughs> No, that had Dragula. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched the Poltergeist remake. How was it? Um, I actually liked it quite a bit. How was Sam Rockwell? Here's the thing. I wish I liked the second half of the Poltergeist remake as much as I liked the first half. I think okay. Willie's seen it. Nick, have you seen it? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. It's it's done by the guy who did Monster House, and I love Monster House. Has anybody seen Monster House? No. That's, uh... <laughs> Does Willie hate Monster House? No, we just, we just have a story about this movie. Okay, can we I... can't talk about right now. Okay. <laughs> it's for the VIP section. I'll, I'll lose it if I start talking. Yeah, about it. you know what's funny is I just told a story to Kim like a week ago, and she was she was pretty entertained. By it. I'll just say this: Monster House. <laughs> so anyway, it's, it's directed by that guy, and it's produced by Sam Raimi. And the um, the first half is really good because it's. It's a lot of like family dynamics, and Sam yeah. Rockwell's—he's funny in it. I mean, yeah. he's playing Sam Rockwell, but it's one of those things you go—you want to see Sam Rockwell be Sam Rockwell, you know? Yeah. <laughs> As I cough, um, but the second half it kind of loses that, and it's—it turns into just basically a haunted house, spook house movie, and it's fun, but mm. it's not as good as the original. But I would—I prefer it over the sequels. I think <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> I, don't even know. I was listening to him. I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just trying to drink at the exact same time Alex was. <laughs> They're like guys trying to launch a nuke. They had to turn their key at the same time, <laughs> which we'll talk about later. <laughs> and I watched, uh, we talked about him earlier, I think, on the show. I can't remember. James Wan's Conjuring, The Conjuring. Ah. And I liked it a lot. I didn't realize you hadn't seen that before. But when you tested I had me, I was not surprised. Seen it. Yeah, I had not oh, seen it yet. I didn't um, know that either. And I'm a big fan. I like James Wan a lot. I think he's really solid, and I yeah. think he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And this is a, like it. It just starts, and then about 20 minutes in, it just goes, and it doesn't let up. And yeah. it's it's a blast. Um, I liked it a lot. That was in my top ten. Was in it 2014? That came yeah, I know out. you really. It was, liked it was like it. number eight or yeah. 2014. And I know Willie had said something about it too. So oh, I yeah. I finally got a chance to. I it's, wanted to watch it because it's a horror movie that I actually like. Have, have you seen it? Yeah. I was going to say, like, these yeah. are the kind of the horror movies we should be. Yeah, that, you like yeah, Insidious I, 1 and 2, too, don't you? 
What? You like the both both Insidious movies quite a bit, don't you? I do. Yeah, I actually yeah. did. Yeah. So you know, you're a James Wan fan. One one knows. I haven't seen on. Annabelle. Has anybody seen Annabelle? No, not yet. Uh, it's not very good. I, I, that's what I heard. I know there's a good. second one coming. Second one's coming out. That was actually why. Like, Annabelle tr- two. Yeah. No, no, um, Conjuring. Conjuring two. Oh, well, okay. there's also another Annabelle coming. Oh, yeah. is there? <laughs> I think Conjuring so. two looks cool. I, I think. Yep. I'm yeah. yeah. I'll see Conjuring two. I will not see Annabelle two. <laughs> I might see. I might see Annabelle. <laughs> You're gonna see Annabelle too. You're gonna rent it someday. And then I've, um, I don't know what more. I've been watching Bates Motel. Mm. Ooh, how is it? I like it quite a bit. But I text Willie. I'm always conflicted that I like it so much <laughs> because like 50 percent of the show I don't care about. But Freddie Highmore and uh, Vera Farmiga are so good in it. And all you have to do with Psycho for me is you have to. Here's the weird thing about Psycho. Is it's like Hitchcock's like fifth or sixth best movie, but it's held up as a classic because it is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Super groundbreaking when it came out. Yeah, too. and it's, yeah, it's it, iconic. And it's it's iconic, the... but I, I wouldn't even. Yeah, I mean, it's not his best. I don't think I, it's kind of Hitchcock slumming it, and it just but he's really good at it. And um, <laughs> you have to do three things. I think you have to nail the Norman Bates Normout relationship. Um, you have to. You have to kind of want to like Norman a little bit, and then you have to. Um, the house has to be cool, like the Bates Motel mm-hmm. has to be really cool looking, and they nail all three of these. And these, so um, they introduce so it's a success. The, yes, it's it's <laughs> um, by a writer on Lost and a producer on Lost. I can't remember his name right now. Is it Javier? It's Carlton Cuse. Carlton Cuse. Carlton Cuse, and a guy that was on Friday Night Lights for a while. And Kyle Chandler. Yes, Carlton Cuse. And um, Tim Riggins. I can't remember his name right now. Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch, yeah. Um, no, but so, <laughs> so there's a lot of like outside things that they deal with, um, like political happenings in the town that they are in, where you, you're just like, oh, you need to have that because it's a TV show. So, but <laughs> you don't really. <laughs> but I, I'm so invested in So the, probably, like, how, how long are these seasons? They're only 10 episodes. That's the other thing. Okay. Is it just kind of moving? So it might be better as like, a, it could be like a mini series event that might mm-hmm. blow you know, a little bit better. But. What, it moves quick, yeah. Okay. You know what the roadmap is? Like, how, how many seasons they have? They want to go, they're on four right now. I've read they want to no stop way, at five. Really? Yeah. I was going to say, Freddie Highmore is eventually going to be a man. <laughs> and that's the other thing is, spoiler, it needs to end with Freddie kind of becoming psycho. So it was. Do you think they'll do like, uh, well, I guess you already answered the question. I was just curious if they would like continue the kind of like Hannibal, like continue beyond the events of psycho, the film and, and maybe push in a new territory. No, I think they've come out and said that psycho is where they want their end point to be. That's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting. I, so then you can go and watch psycho two and three. After. Yeah. I was like, I like psycho two and three. I'm, <laughs> I'm all for that. I am. <laughs> interested in how like tv nowadays is just revisiting older movies the rush hour tv show starts this week well okay but also <laughs> we had what like teen wolf yeah. and there's also scream scream yeah. and fargo and, and 12 monkeys and hannibal and it's all just kind of coming back that way and some of them are really good fargo is yeah some of the best tv that's on right now Horror is big on Dead. TV now uh-huh. too. Evil Dead, yeah, yeah, and it's it, there's no real rhyme or reason to which ones work and which ones don't. No, done. there really isn't at all. <laughs> um, it's funny. Yeah. yeah, it's impressive that Bates Motel is on season four. Yeah. I mean, that's no diss against Bates Motel. I've seen the first season. I liked it quite a bit, but 
it's surprising. Like yeah. I, I, you really, no, I, I didn't think that would stick. Me neither. Yeah. I can't believe I, yeah, that makes me even more upset that Hannibal only made it to three. Yeah. Yeah. Like God, that that's my I think that's gonna that be should have kept going. Yeah. I've You've really, seen some of it, right? I've seen some of it it's, and it's so weird. It's just one of those things where it always stuck in the back of my head. Like this show's gonna get canceled, why bother? AKA Brian Fuller is the show. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited for the new one season of Star Trek <laughs> It's going to be really good, though. Yeah, it's going to be, <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's awesome. And, it, yeah. and, we'll, and we'll always wonder why it got canceled. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I'm, I really want to know how 12 Monkeys is, but I don't think anybody I necessarily cares about the movie as much. And I don't know if anybody would even watch the show. Movie. But I haven't, I haven't even heard anything about it. Yeah, I haven't either. I don't even know if it's still on. It might have gotten canceled. I think it is, though. I think it is, too. Is it on sci-fi? It's on sci-fi. Sci-fi. Yeah. Sci-fi. Willie, what have you been watching? I watched uh, Godzilla vs. Biollante, which is the second in the Heisei series of Godzilla movies. I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, Biollante is a kaiju. It's a really big kaiju. Kaiju is a giant monster, for those of you who haven't listened to our Godzilla 2014 uh, episode. Or Pac-Rim. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. Pac-Rim. So... He's a big, she's a big giant kaiju, the biggest one I think in any of the Godzilla movies. Um, and the whole plot of the movie is like a scientist, his daughter dies in an explosion in the lab, and so he mixes her DNA with a flower for some reason, and then he mixes the flower with Godzilla blood for some reason, and then it becomes a flower Godzilla monster mm-hmm. that sounds like a little girl when it roars. He mixes the flower with. Human with her blood? With her blood and then mixes the flower-human hybrid with Godzilla blood. So it turns into a giant. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, so <laughs> so uh, it's a lot of fun. This the, It forgets that there's a villain about halfway through. And just uh, like like I forgot who he was supposed to fight. And then you know it all comes back around. But it's yeah. fun. It's, um, it's cool to see Godzilla fight a monster that could like eat him. Like eat Godzilla. That's impressive. Um, and then there's a really cool spoiler that there's a really cool moment in the end when Godzilla wins and beats, uh, Biollante where you see a weird still frame picture of the little Japanese girl float into space. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Inexplicably floating into space. So that's pretty cool. Um, and it's better if you watch these Godzilla movies and you make up uh, names for all the characters. It's a lot more fun. So I suggest anybody who's, who, you know, if you're just getting into Godzilla or, or, you're thinking about doing it just make up names for all the characters just do it um it's it's way more exciting and you'll remember everybody better you know because like i i'll be honest i get lost with the japanese names after a while i go who the shit is that guy Mm. um when is the next gareth edwards one coming out 2018 Um, are they doing king kong in between yeah yeah skull island's gonna come out before yeah okay we've got the toho coming out july of this year toho's coming out this year yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah And then I watched. Oh, I should um, probably go to Japan in July. <laughs> should. <laughs> then I watched Godzilla, the the follow up, which is Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, which is a wonderful story of time travel, and none of the people involved know how their version of time travel works, and it's really funny to watch because, <laughs> like, they 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 erase Godzilla from existence by like plucking him before he gets hit by a nuke when he's a regular dinosaur. So they, they take him away from the bo- island that gets bombed so that there's no Godzilla. But then everybody references Godzilla still. Like, man, I'm glad we got rid of him. And it's like, what? He never existed. The fuck is going on in this movie? It's really good. 
Yeah, Kong Skull Island is scheduled for March 10th, 2017. Godzilla 2 is coming out in 2018, and then Godzilla vs. Kong is supposed to be 2020. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, so Godzilla was fun. I, I haven't watched these ones in a while, so quite enjoyable. Alrighty. Um, I don't know. I haven't watched too much. I rewatched Avengers Days of Ultron. Enjoyed it a lot more than I did in the theater, but it's still pretty damn flawed. Um, but other than that, I don't think there's been too much. Still watching Gilmore Girls. It's great. What season are you on? Uh, about halfway through season two. Okay. Jess just came into that. the picture. <laughs> Jess just came in the picture? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what else? I'm not a Jess fan. I so you, far you're not a fan of any of the leading men though. I don't. I, none of them are good enough for yeah. Rory. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'm okay. I I agree so far. Mm-hmm. Um, have you reached Sebastian Bach yet? No, no Sebastian no. Bach's later. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, season five. Later. Okay, yeah, <laughs> no, just wait. I've got a while. Yeah, so. Um, Sebastian Bach is of, of, of Skid Row. <laughs> of Skid Row fame, he is a regular cast member what? on Gilmore Girls for a while. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, what season? I think it's five. I think, it's, I think he comes in five. Oh, yeah. he, he's really around good. for a while too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really he's really funny. <laughs> I'm excited. I remember, I'm sorry, real quick. I remember watching this VH1 reality show called uh, it was like Rockstar Supernova or something. It was yeah, really super, yeah, 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 and yeah. it was like like they were going to gather like a guy from Anthrax and and uh, Scott Ian and yes, yeah, Scott Ian from Anthrax, of course, and then a guy from Biohazard <laughs> who was married to that porn star, and then um, Sebastian Bach was going to be the singer. It was like a super group, right? And they brought them all together. And they all hated Sebastian Bach because all he would do is get wasted drunk and then watch DVD copies of Gilmore Girls that he was on and laugh and laugh at himself on screen. He's like, guys, check it out. And they're like, please stop. Like, we don't want to watch Gilmore Girls with you. It was really good. That's so. a pretty good Sebastian Bach. Yeah. Guys, check it out. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what happened. They were 18 in life, right? 18 in life. I, there are, I frequently get White Snake songs confused with Skid Row. <laughs> Oh, Ice Snake's a little more gravelly. He's a little more seasoned. He's got that <laughs> little bit of that. Like I thought in the still of the night, that, that's the name of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a Skid Row song for a long time. Ah. That's an awesome song. So I was giving <laughs> way too much credit to Skid Row. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. When it obviously belonged to White Snake. Yep. All the cred. I think White Snake is the more, the more White uh, the prolific. They're no yeah, foreigner too. though. No. <laughs> Well, well, Who I'm is starting to lose my love for foreigner? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had this conversation. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Better Call Saul season two still going, oh. still fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Is it still before and also after Breaking Bad? They're still doing that. You get, weird... you get the way that these seasons have operated thus far. Although there's been indication that that might change by the end of the season, but you get the very first scene of the season takes place after Breaking Bad. Okay. And then the rest of the season takes place in like 2002, which is like four years before Breaking okay. Bad. Um, and it's it's so good. It's so good. Is Vince as heavily involved? Vince is right there at the top with uh, okay. Peter Gould. He's in the same role he was for Breaking Bad. Yep. Okay. Yeah. You watch Battle Creek? I haven't. I really want to. It's on. Oh, is that out? It's on Netflix. Yeah, and it got canceled already. Oh yeah. Wait, so, what was it on? It was on CBS. Oh, that's right. Okay, Josh okay. Duhamel and uh, Dean, Winters. Dean Winters. Yeah. <laughs> so I would like to see it. Yeah, oh, too, and huh? Dean Winters? Yeah. Oh. They were the two leads. Star them. of Hellraiser Hellseeker. <laughs> 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 
Anyway, watch Better Call Saul because I don't think anybody who watched Breaking Bad is actually watching Better Call Saul, really? except for like five people, including myself. But I've heard it's good. It's wonderful. All right, I think we can break into our full review of Batman v Superman: John, Dawn of Justice. John, John of Dustus. John of Dustus. John of John, John, <laughs> John F. Dustus. Uh, directed by Zack Snyder, the IMDb synopsis says, Fearing the actions of Superman are left unchecked, Batman takes on the Man of Steel, while the world wrestles with what kind of a hero it really needs. With Batman and Superman fighting each other, a new threat, Doomsday, is created by Lex Luthor. It is up to Superman and Batman to set aside their differences along with Wonder Woman to stop Lex Luthor and Doomsday from destroying Metropolis. The whole movie. That's the IMDb synopsis. Yeah. That was trailer two, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trailers two through seven. Trailers two through seven and TV spots 21 through 82. You forgot yeah. to mention that, that that Zack Snyder is no more. It's the walking corpse of a man that used to be Zack Snyder. <laughs> have you guys corpse. seen him lately? No. Whoa. Yeah. He's yeah, looking would, rough. I was like, like, it seems like uh, with the schedule and the amount of time that gets poured into these movies, he's, he's, he's doing another one right now. Yeah. He's going to be a dead man. He's doing another two, basically. I'm actually like, I'm legitimately concerned. About, I'm not even a huge fan. I'm worried about him. Yeah. Like, anyway, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. If I did like his movies, he could keel over at any time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the movie stars Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, uh, Amy Adams, Jesse Eisenberg, Diane Lane, Lawrence Fishburne, Jeremy Irons, Holly Hunter, Gal Gadot, Scoot McNary, and many more people. Many more. Anderson Cooper. Anderson Soledad Cooper. O'Brien. Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> um, so, Batman v Superman. Uh-huh. Real quick, Man of Steel. I liked Man of Steel. Nick liked it more than me, I think. Yes, yeah, I would say so. Tim, how did you feel about I did Man not of Steel? Like it, no. Willie, nope. you also did not like. Um, yeah, I think it's a divisive film. And it's it is. Us. It really is. So, um, Nick, I how did you like Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice? <clears throat> um, you know. It's tough. That's a tough question. <laughs> I full disclaimer up front. I am reviewing the the whole DC universe and aesthetic and interpretation of their characters through the eyes of a 30-year-old person who appreciates the fact that they're trying to make movies for adults, dealing with adult themes. They're not trying to make movies to sell toys or cartoon tie-ins or anything like that. That's not a slight against anybody, and it's it's not. I, I just I, I appreciate that. So a lot of the negative reviews I've been reading about Batman versus Superman are people saying like, "Oh, kids can't watch it," or "My son says he doesn't want to root for Batman anymore because Batman's mean." That kind of thing. I don't care about any of that because that's not. I don't think the intention of of this movie or Man of Steel. Um, so I remember the big the big dividing thing, especially between Tim and I. Uh, was that Tim really? He felt the the interpretation of Superman is is too dark, and he's not he's not Superman basically. And uh, I, I I can absolutely see where people are coming from when they say that. And I gave a lot of credit uh, maybe to Man of Steel or, or leniency by saying that it felt like Superman Begins basically. Mm-hmm. It felt like this was a young, angry, confused guy coming into his own and trying to learn about it, the responsibility that faces him and his place in the universe. So that's why. I liked a lot of what Man of Steel had to say. However, 
when Batman v Superman comes around, your your time for that has expired. Because by this point, Superman should be more comfortable in his skin. He should be able to shoulder this burden because that's what Superman does. And he doesn't in this movie. And so it's awful. Um, I'm just going to keep it simple. Uh, out of three, we'll say. <laughs> like, well, this is kind of how I texted it to Amy earlier, like in, in thinking of the acts, basically. But I love Batman. I loved everything about Batman. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that he kills people. I don't care. I think it's great. Um, <clears throat> and there's a, a lot about this movie I think is, if you're going to get any good out of it, you really have to do the work. It's going to be one of those movies where you have to like dig some meaning out of it. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. And th- in the case of this movie, that's a bad thing. There should be more. A lot of the things I think that they're aiming for in this movie, they don't hit. And it's and you have to like mine it out of the the fields of coal that are surrounding it to try to get at something worthwhile in this movie. And so I think there are some good intentions there and, and I can get into it later and I can see some of the themes that they might be trying to go for, but they're not readily apparent on screen. And so objectively in general, this movie fails as a movie and on most of its fronts, it just isn't there. Nothing's there. There really is no story. Actually, there's, it's not much of a movie, but I really liked Batman. I liked Lex Luthor for about half the movie I thought he was interesting. I thought it was unique. I thought it was different, and that's what I wanted. I didn't want another esteemed middle-aged actor <laughs> shaving his head and being vaguely menacing. Uh, puke. I don't want that. And this I liked because it was different. But then it went too far, and we'll get into that later too. And so then they lost me. I think Superman is a waste of time in this whole movie because he's not Superman, and he's not written well. He's barely written at all. He has one scene that is so good. It's so perfect, pure Superman, and it made me smile, and I was like, that's beautiful. And it's not even dialogue. It's, a, it's an act that he does, and it was great. And the rest of the movie is just, a, it's, it's not there. It's not Superman. Lois Lane, cut her out of the whole movie. It's better. Uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman, I loved. I liked, I liked her a lot. I thought she was great. Uh, Alfred is amazing. Pretty much everything about Batman in this movie I liked a lot and revolving around him. So they really, it feels, that's, the, that's what's a shame. It feels like they poured all their effort into that and then just kind of forgot about the rest and just filled it in. They're like, oh, we'll get to that page tomorrow. And then it was time to shoot. And so they were like, oh, crap. There's another half to this title. So they should have made Man of Steel 2 first. They should have made Batman first. Then they should have made this. I was in favor of DC's approach to just establishing the Justice League first and then shooting off into solo movies. And I still think it could have been done right. They just didn't do it right. Um, they did it so wrong. And it's really, it's really hilarious, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll get into it later. I mean, it's, I read this review earlier that uh, I guess it's like a minor spoiler, but not really. Someone said there's literally a part of the movie where everything pauses so someone can watch trailers for all the other movies. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's a perfect explanation of yeah. what happened. Oh, man, is it goofy? Um, yeah, I just, I'm still trying to sort out what I saw. Like, I don't, I don't even think, you, you could argue that it's not a movie. Like, in the most objective of, of descriptors of what a movie is, you could argue that it, this is just a series of scenes. It's, so, it's yeah. strange. Especially the first half of the movie feels like a series of vignettes. It's, it's like a it's like a Harry Potter movie from like the middle chunk where like there were seven thousand pages, but we couldn't put it all into two hours. That's that's what I got out of that yeah. first half. It's it's confusing, yeah. and it's uh, it's ultimately what a bummer. Like how much how much money and time and effort and and hope is riding on this, and it's just not there. Oh. Well, good news is. It's the biggest worldwide superhero movie ever opening. 
with 420 okay. something million dollars until next month i don't know i don't know but all right tim what'd you think yes um here's what's nice about this movie man of steel i just didn't like okay um i as far as it being a movie i, I can go either way and i i wasn't i just didn't like that interpretation of the character of superman okay so at the end of the day i think man of steel comes down to personal taste for me mm-hmm. what's nice about this one is it's a piece of shit through <laughs> and through i hated my time in this movie um it was the most excruciating movie i've seen since like transformers one through four <laughs> i couldn't it's just what's nice about it is it fails on its own merits because it's probably the worst story i've ever seen put on screen in a superhero movie like i just and as far as cohesion goes um nick's right there are they do play around with some interesting themes the problem is the script in no way supports them um i think i'm a little more cynical than nick when it comes to this because i think all of these movies are to sell toys um it's a batman superman movie they're gonna sell toys and i think that's the main purpose of these movies the issue is i think you could tell a good story around that and here's the bummer too is um as far i don't want to crap all over because it's the writing credits go to chris it's terrio and goyer correct yep Yep. they've both written stuff i mean they're both talented guys they've both written stuff i like in the past it just feels like a movie where they said hey Terrio, go write this Batman movie. Hey, Goyer, go write this Superman movie. And we'll just throw it together Mm -hmm. and figure it out later. Um, There's no cohesion between the scenes. Um, It feels like it's part of me. It feels like filmmaking by corporation, by studio. It's the reason I didn't like the Amazing Spider-Man movies because it felt like Sony was making them. This felt like Warner Brothers was making this movie. It didn't feel like... There were, it felt like they took over what the actual creative people had to do on this. Um, Snyder has really fallen off for me, and I've never been crazy about him anyway. But this movie is even just ugly to look at. Uh, it, I mean, it, there are a couple nice fight scenes, I think. But by that point, I was so uninvested in everything that was happening. Um, I really didn't like it. And by the end of it, I just went... Uh, I, it's such a bummer because it's a testament to these three characters, the three main characters, that when they got together it went awesome like it's still really cool but at the end of the movie i'm like i don't really care if i see these people again ever i didn't want any more then i thought about it and i'm like i'll watch them and i'm kind of excited for what ben affleck has because i think what's nice about this movie is you could probably just ignore it in the upcoming movies i, I think it's inconsequential actually yeah, yeah. to be honest no, with you right. yeah even even the big thing that happens at the end gets wiped out yep so <laughs> we'll get there it's it is what it is i Really, really didn't like it. All right. I'm sorry. I'm still actually excited for the solo movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think sooner or later I will be, but as of right now, the way these characters, the way they were portrayed in this movie here, I went out going, those are stupid characters. <laughs> They're dumb people. Mm. I, why did they make the decisions they made? <laughs> And I don't want to see them anymore because they're just going to continue to make dumb decisions. And I'm going to get mad. It was like it's like how some people feel in a horror movie was me during this movie. Mm. I was just screaming at the screen like, what is even happening? Why are you doing this? <laughs> so, all right. All right. Willie, your feelings on Batman v Superman? I didn't like it. Um, I agree on the Affleck front well, with Nick. I, I liked Affleck. I liked the stuff that he was doing with the character. Um, my favorite parts of this movie are uh, Lawrence Fishburne because he's hilarious. He's just ridiculous in this movie, and he's really funny. Um, and uh, Jeremy Irons is the coolest in this movie, the absolute coolest. He's really good. I watched a movie just about him doing his doing his thing. 
Um, Alfred coming yes. 2021. Oh, I'd watch it. Alfred Begins. Um, <laughs> um, uh, there's a couple cool action scenes in here. There's bits of of that, you know, kind of classic Snyder um, action. I'm just running out of words now. This is, I'm doing a really good job, like the writers of this movie did. <laughs> um, no, the thing, the problem with this movie, I think, is that it's it's a couple of guys writing this script. I'm assuming it's actually more than just the two guys yes. that are credited. It's a group. Let's just say at least two guys writing this script, <laughs> and. For some weird reason, they they keep writing themselves into corners, and then they like. But it's this isn't. I don't know. I don't know why because this isn't that hard of a movie to figure out. Like it's not like the concept is is the two superheroes fighting. You there's plenty of ways you can go about that. They seem to find the weirdest, most ridiculous way to do it. Um, and then they they get themselves in these weird like corners, and then instead of finding an interesting way to get themselves out, or just saying, hey, let's go back and fix that, so we don't don't wind up in this corner they just go fuck it this is how we get out that's it like they're like yep that'll work yeah that'll do and it's weird it's very lazy um the other thing that really bugged me about this was there are uh, and, and alex and i talked about this on the drive home after the movie there's like some really cool parallels between batman and superman you've got the idea that one was uh you know raised in not poverty but raised uh, as a lower class kid who moves to a huge city the biggest richest place on earth and 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 lives there and then you've got this guy who was born into this great wealth and lives in this horrendous downtrodden like there's there's a lot of parallels between these characters that's just the beginning of it i mean you've got the dark and the light and all that stuff i mean Mm -hmm. jesse eisenberg says most of it in his silly speech his his uh his bruce buffer uh fight pre-fight uh hype reel but um they choose the dumbest thing, the dumbest parallel between, like the dumbest, the dumbest thread between the two characters to use is this like lin- this like linking, this linchpin of the whole. And I, I won't talk about it right now. It's really stupid. Like it's like they sat down and went, "What can we do? Like how do these two characters relate to each other? What's the one thing that they can relate about? You know, what's the one thing that they share in common?" Or the one thing that they can have a conversation about that'll that'll change their maybe change their outlook on each other or make them look at each other in a different light, and they settle on the most base surface level thing humanly possible. Yeah. And then they wrote like an like uh, some scenes around this because like genius, <laughs> my god, we just realized that they share this in common. I I'm just skirting around it now, so I won't I won't we'll talk get about to it more. But it's so dumb. Like it's and then it it winds up being like I was laughing at it at one mm-hmm. point because I'm like it's so stupid. Like, come on, guys. This is not that smart. Like, you're not... I don't know. Anyway, I didn't like it. I'm excited for Ben Affleck, Batman. All right. Solo movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not enjoy this movie too much. Um, it felt a lot like... I know Nick has used the phrase to describe G.I. Joe movies and that it feels like a kid slamming his toys together, and that's kind of what I really got out of this movie. And this that, is a very violent child, it's very, like Yeah, it's a violent child, but it's very... It seems very ham-fisted and overt with what it wants you to feel, and it doesn't try to dig away at the surface of these characters at all. It just kind of gives the it gives them these these motivations that make some sense. Like Batman sees Superman as a big threat and needs to try and take care of it somehow. But other than that, it doesn't really. They they don't even make Batman con- confront that problem in this movie other than 
uh, I don't want to say too much until spoilers, but it just it doesn't that doesn't come to a a, a, a worthwhile head in my opinion. Um, I can totally agree that it doesn't like there wasn't enough time spent on anybody other than Batman, which is a bummer because. I think while Gal Gadot, I think, is going to do a great job as Wonder Woman, it just we didn't get a real sense of why she was around other than she wanted a picture on Lex Luthor's hard drive. Okay. Spoiler alert. But, um... It had, uh, it had a uh, certain yeah. captain in there. Yes, it did. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the best cameo ever. <laughs> the best. But it's... There's so they tried to put so much into this movie and they don't work on any logic behind why these people are here and doing what they're doing. And it's sad. It feels like the movie feels like such a big me too to me in terms of look, we can bring all of our people together in a movie as well. And I get it if they wanted to try and do what Nick said and bring everybody together and then splinter off. But also, as Nick said, it just they did it in the worst way possible, and it just felt like a big commercial for other movies. And, um, yeah. I did enjoy the Hans Zimmer score. Did you like it? Okay. Uh, I Because I, like, the, the bits and pieces, like, the real, any emotional... I was weirdly emotional for Man of Steel. I think okay. if you go back to that 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 uh, podcast episode, there I talk about many times where I just irrationally was ready to burst into tears, which you know isn't that outside of the norm. But it, it for some reason that movie it still will do that to me, and I think a lot of that came from Hans Zimmer, and I had some of those similar feelings when the little bits and pieces of the Man of Steel score would kind of come through i assume it's junkie xl who did the wonder woman shit and it was fucking terrible oh okay okay see it's atrocious it could have been hans zimmer he might have gotten like pharrell to come on a guitar and like play something because that could have happened i mean we we heard the amazing spider-man 2 soundtrack as well but you know maybe he had jamie fox come in and do a few lines i forgot hans was in charge of he hates me yeah Yeah, that was whoa 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 (laughs) Yeah. No, I just I'm happy you brought that up because I I came out of there with like three things that I liked in the movie. Yeah, and that the the Wonder Woman bitching guitar riff, <laughs> the Wonder, <laughs> Wonder Woman new metal. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking forward to seeing the Do Foyer and Wonder Woman? You're right. <laughs> Hanging from a tank. <laughs> And, and like it was one of those things where like this is so stupid, right? Like it was, this is early '90s fucking wailing on the guitar <laughs> when Wonder Woman shows up. Like, this is Skid Row shit, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh god. So that was one of the three things. I Tim liked. just mimed out my reaction to Small Soldiers every time. <laughs> That's what I do. But yeah, I don't think I have too much more to say i did go through and kind of leaf through the dark knight returns today and i noticed a few panels that were lifted right out of it that i did enjoy and a few lines as well the line about like one of one of uh jeremy irons's line about hoping that the wayne sell the wayne wine sellers and like yeah 
uh, I that that was it's a, it's fun that they have those little bits and pieces in there. But I just wish Zack Snyder would read another book. They should just take <laughs> then Dark Knight Returns because that seems to be the only DC book. I think you should read that one. <laughs> <laughs> like take more from it. It's really good. It is really good. It's and it actually establishes motivation for Batman. I I'm all, like it I don't, just seems like we've been riffing on it for a while. Yeah, yeah. I I don't want to get too far into like what i hoped this movie would be yeah. but i think a world's finest movie would have worked better if they wanted to they wanted to give us superman like we we went through the man of steel and we saw superman become superman and now he will be superman for a movie at least and then they want to side inject a batman without retelling the the origin and all that stuff i think world's finest would have been a great way to do that and build up a good villain this movie doesn't really lay that groundwork out as well as it could have because it spends so much tra- so much so much time taking a batman who feels like a really good batman but isn't necessarily the batman we're used to fighting a superman that doesn't really act like superman at all and i don't need more of that i want this movie was to me supposed to be the uniting of these archetypes but those archetypes are still being chiseled out and and that wasn't great mm-hmm. so we're gonna go into spoiler terry any final thoughts mm. Mm. sorry we don't like can't I, wait for the already cut i'm sorry right, i actually am excited for the longer version because i think it might make it better really? yeah, so, somebody on reddit was like god i hope this is a kingdom of heaven yeah exactly like this this is one of those cases where we're it needed either a lot less or a lot more. Like the Watchmen director's cut is better, I think. Hmm. It's been a long time. I'm sorry, Tim. No, 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 you're fine. I mean, I am like legitimately bummed I didn't like it. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back in spoiler care. Here we are in spoiler Terry for Batman v Superman. Willie. Martha. Yeah, Martha. Martha. <laughs> why? Rachel. Why is that <laughs> happening? Why is that a thing in this movie? Here's the thing. I'll, I'll disagree with you because what? I think uh, I think it's a really good idea. I think it's executed really badly because the one thing that is that Batman revolves around and what makes him kind of a psychotic in this movie is that his parents were murdered by bad guys and he spends the entire movie looking at Superman as an alien, as this thing from another world and not a man. He even has a line, which I actually liked a lot, where he said, uh, what do you feel? He's like, that's fear. Men men are, or he says something like, men are brave. And I actually really liked that line. I was like, it's true. Superman literally, he doesn't have to be brave, really, ever. Because he's yeah. invincible. He's brave in Man of Steel because he's fighting other Kryptonians. And that's part of where the, like Alex, you were saying, some of the weird emotion comes through. Yeah. In that movie, the scene where he's trying to, to destroy the world engine... Like, always gets me for some reason. There's something amazing about watching the, literally the weight of a world come crushing down on Superman. And yeah. he's just trying to fight it. And then he bursts through. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's what Superman should be. But it, So Batman doesn't view him as a man at all. And I think in that moment when he realizes that he has parents who still love him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's when I think they click on a weird level. So I, right. I think that's a good idea for, the, for that being the thing they can bond over. Because I actually liked the moment 
later when when, he, when Batman says, "I'm a friend of your son," even though it's stupid because they're not <laughs> friends. <laughs> and, I'll just try to and murder him. And it's really him. dumb. But I liked that moment because I was like, okay, there's there's a tiny glimmer of that Batman Superman camaraderie even there. Because I mean, let's be honest, they never like each other. They never have. They never will. I mean, they like each other, but they don't they don't agree. But they respect each other. They're not gonna go get they, beers. They get along together, and that's a, and that's about it. But. So I think that that was a really good idea, and I think that that that's going to be the one thing they are going to find some kind of. That's what's going to let him break through to Batman. But it was executed so badly. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate all. Of what you, yeah, all of what you just said in concept works is is fine, and I think that that's what they sat down when they sat down and, and were working out the hashing out the script together. I think they thought like, damn, that's the connection, which it could be. But yeah, the execution's <laughs> terrible, and then the setup like like you've got Superman walking up to him. And go like not saying anything. Like he's not like, hey, he's got my mom. Want to help? Like that's it. That's yeah. that's the end of the fight. That's done. Like that, the whole thing's dumb. And then like like who calls their mom Martha? <laughs> yeah. Like he's laying yeah, who, there like dying. Who, he's like Martha. I'm like what? <laughs> Why'd you say that name? Like come. What? I don't know. The I just re- this dumb. this movie's like because <laughs> you just said that about like he doesn't tell him. He doesn't tell him like hey. They have my mom want to help. Literally, that would be great. But then I like trace it back to the scene before when he's talking to Lois. He's like, "I need his help to find my mom." Yeah. No, you fucking don't. I wanna, if I can, if <laughs> you can th- indulge me a little later, I want. I wanted to break this down, like plot, point by plot. Well, oh, the thing yeah, is, like, where we find out. we find one problem with this movie, one bad thing. <laughs> yeah. And then immediately trace it back, and I'd imagine this movie is like owning a puppy, and you come home and you just find a pile of shit and you're like oh no and you start following the trail of shit through the house thinking you'll reach the source and it just keeps going <laughs> and you're like this little puppy shit everywhere this is not going to be good no matter what i do no matter what angle i look at this thing from it's still just a trail of shit yeah. and it's taken up three hours yeah i don't know i the, the martha thing just bugged me for some reason and, and there's a lot of stuff like that and i think oh, it's dumb. funny that you traced it back to the scene before and and yeah if you went further back it would just keep going and going and going i mean every single start it's just there's Very no logic. Early. There's no logic to any of it. That's mm-hmm. the problem. It's like if I, I, I'm okay with watching a bunch of like uh, I'm okay with watching an Amazonian princess and a guy in a bad outfit and a, an alien with a red cape like beat up a monster. Like that's awesome. Give it to me. I'm that's cool true. with that. I've seen dumber stuff in in some of the Marvel movies. It's cool. But the problem is in the Marvel movies, mo- for the most part, like there's there's a, some sort of there's a logic built into the universe of that movie of like like there's a logic to that world there's no logic to this world whatsoever people just behave however the plot needs them to behave at a given moment it's very strange and then it makes everybody look kind of dumb you know what i mean yeah which is weird because these are like tim what tim said is actually right on right on about the way other people feel about horror movies because when i watch horror movies i get so aggravated because i'm like a it's either it's not even actually exclusive to horror films it's like People either, why are you doing that? You're not thinking. And B, if people would just talk to each other and explain how they feel or, or not even how you feel, but like literally what is going on, mm-hmm. just use your words. Communication. Man. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, it. The, the, and TV, Batman, the TV trope of like having that one line that you could say that could yeah. make everything And instead disappear. the characters go. <laughs> this movie is a series of, of it's a soap he opera. was killed by his own glider scenes. Yes. <laughs> this is what this movie is. Oh, it's Bernard? Yeah. Talk about my boy Bernard? It's a series of <laughs> Bill, Bill, Paxton's Bill Paxton's dad, dad scenes. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, okay. No, I'm not going to get off track here, but I love I love uh, Harry Osborne's reaction to Bernard at the, at, during that scene because it's like, why don't you just fucking tell me that? <laughs> yeah, he, he looks you mostly annoyed. To Have tank. you seen the outtakes where he can't deliver the line right? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Um,. <laughs> Good job, Bill Paxton's dad. Yeah, and these and these these two guys are clearly intelligent. And this is one thing. One of the like 
three things I loved about this movie. They don't waste any time in just going, you're Bruce Wayne, you're Clark Kent. Like, they know it right off the bat, and yeah. it's great. And it almost, you think that they know each other at the party, too, right? I mean, that's I kind think of that's when idea. they both know. Yeah. Like, they know they know. I, my, my assumption was that Superman learned as soon as he heard Alfred talking to Bruce, yeah. which, how and why, number one, is that a thing? How and why what? Does Superman have like a radio tuner? In his He's head? got everything. He's got Don't. like super hearing. But he doesn't have. Uh, he doesn't have like. Um, yeah, cross breath he, he in, the, in the Snyder movies. Does he? Not yet. Does he not? Didn't okay. he use it in Man of Steel? I think he used it in Man of Steel. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, then there's a part in this movie that cracks me up to no end. Though. He should have used frost breath in this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's one part in this movie where he saves. First of all, every time Superman saves somebody in this movie, it seems like a death march for him. He's like, oh, God. <laughs> so he saves this little girl in Mexico, Mexico from a burning building. And then he just stands for a while after he saves her. And the, the fucking building burns in the background still. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's anybody left in there. I hope there's not. <laughs> but he stands there while it burns behind him and people just touch him for a while. And I'm like, why don't you put that out, dick? Like, you gotta, <laughs> Superman's so dumb in this movie. But I'm just like, why don't you put that out? Like, it could start ablaze the entire neighborhood. Yeah. All because you wanted to get touched by the people at this parade. <laughs> That's one of the issues, though, is that Snyder's Superman, at least in this movie... Uh, for sure in this movie feels like he's got a superiority complex he really does like he's not outright saying like i'm better than you but his parents keep telling him he's better than everybody else so why wouldn't he think it and like the thing is the the beauty of superman is that he is better than everybody else but he doesn't believe he's better than everybody else it's it goes further back to the whole jesus thing right i mean uh, i don't know yeah which is once again i'm not i'm still i i still think that i agree with the thing where he's not jesus he's moses yeah um but I've always felt that way, but the Jesus thing seems to be the popular, mm-hmm. popular route to go with the character. So, um, I wanted to break down a couple other things. Yeah, I it. wanted some help with yeah. this movie. Um, uh, but no, no frost breath and Man of Steel. No frost breath. Oh. Okay, 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 then that's fine. Then forget my jokes. Yeah, <laughs> let it burn. <laughs> you might develop it later. Yeah. All right. So we start off the movie. Uh, Bruce Wayne's parents get killed. Mm-hmm. Finally. <laughs> we see it on screen uh, but this is different because I swear to god this is the first time I've actually sympathized with the robber because Bruce Wayne's psychotic idiot dad takes a fucking swing at the guy with a gun pointed at his family and I'm like I know Snyder's like he, he thinks like that's a good idea. He's like, I, he ain't backing down from nobody. But I'm sitting here like, what a terrible father. Yeah. Like, making sudden movements around an itchy trigger finger. You've got lots of money. Just hand it over. While he's, yeah, get, let your money go. <laughs> um, so he shoots him. He's dead. Then the mom tries to, I don't know. Do something. To take the gun away. She gets shot, too. And so Bruce is gone. And So then we go into, there's some dream sequences. Because I swear to God, Snyder just watched Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's <laughs> Halloween 2, where... Because there's a lot of horse imagery in this movie. There's a lot of horses yeah. in this movie. So there's like five dream sequences in this movie, which is a hallmark of good storytelling. Um, so then the part – here's the part that I actually – Did you guys see the Man Bat cameo real quick? That was Man Bat apparently. Somebody said that's Man Bat. Which the, one? In the cave, the, the monster that goes – Yeah, yeah I think it's Zack Snyder's like, yeah, that's Man Bat. It's a giant bat. Okay. It's not Man Bat. I think it's the bat from The Dark Knight Returns that uh. like – the psychological bat. That's I think seen. it's the bat from the never-ending story. <laughs> <laughs> and the shared universe is Sorry, happening. Tim. So we get to the stuff. I, well, other than uh, he, uh, 
he starts using like 9-11 imagery again, which just feels gross to me at this point. And it feels like something you put in your movie to make it feel heavy. But it, at this point, it's just, it, it seems exploitative. And Bruce runs into the wreckage, though. I really like that part. That was sweet. Bruce Wayne runs into the wreckage and starts saving everybody. But I don't like his company's dumb evacuation plan, which seems to be wait till Bruce... Wait till Bruce Wayne calls. <laughs> wait till Bruce Wayne shows up on a helicopter and calls, and calls you can leave his, now. Friend, his friend. And then his friend, who is a dummy and deserves to die. His name's Dad, right? <laughs> no, I was informed his name is Jeff, which did not... Jack. Jack. Yeah. It sounds like oh, he's yelling Jack. dad the whole time. Jack. So a Jack Napier reference. And so he he stays behind like he's one of the violin players on the Titanic. And he Ugh. he dies. And it's it's a really dumb death. So that's the setup. So Batman is mad because so we're at the end of the first act. Batman's mad that Superman like caused all this destruction and feels he needs to be held accountable. I that's fine. That's perfectly that's a perfect setup for us of this movie, I think. Uh what happens later throws that into outer space for me but um so then comes like an hour literally yes <laughs> like an hour of like disconnected scenes involving the white portuguese yeah yeah and um this that's actually the best the batman alfred stuff is the best stuff in the movie mm-hmm. um that's i think we've talked about that but then lex's conspiracy it, this is where i need help so his plan here lex's master plan is to frame superman for murder in africa right yeah, like uh, using defense contractors, using actors, and all these things, and he's going to frame him for murder by gun. <laughs> like Superman picked up a gun <laughs> and, and shot, shot all, all these, these people. people. When we we've, we've seen in the past, like Superman, uh, he's perfectly fine with snapping a neck. <laughs> he doesn't need a gun. Yep. Um, so a very convoluted plan, but whatever. I mean, like, flimsy enough, it works. So um, they're gonna make it look like he killed Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. Is that part yeah. of the plan? Yeah, they, oh, yeah. Jimmy Olsen they, was the guy that they shoot they, in the they, head. They murdered CIA agent Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> Who has a 1960s tracker in his camera. <laughs> yeah. Um, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> so, so, anyway, I've seen, and this ties in thematically, that they're going for some things here because, and I've seen people bring this up, like, this is a whole, like, this is an allegory for post 9 11 America, and that's fine. And where, where I think a lot of this leads to is Bruce Wayne uses a like direct quote at some point in this for me from Dick Cheney leading into the Iraq <laughs> war where he's like, if we have a 1% chance that this man could turn on us, we have to go get him. <laughs> and that's a fine that's a fine route to take if they're going to go that route. Go as Batman is like the staunch, like we have to kill our enemies. But it just seems so off base with the rest of Ben Affleck's performance in this because he's... <laughs> He's unhinged at times when he needs to be, and then he's not when he needs to be. And then the the allegory of that falls apart because then what is is Superman Saddam Hussein in this? <laughs> is he is he a terrorist? I don't understand where people are. So then I guess that would make Lex Luthor like North Korea, like so he's pitting us like like he's distracting us from the real problem which is Maybe. himself like so he's pitting Maybe there's more going on here than you're thinking well that, uh, there seems to be because i've seen articles on this and i'm just like i don't know where you get this from because it's not in the script um <laughs> so anyway like willie said the worst uh, the almost best scene and worst scene in this movie is when they call superman in front of congress and they're they're 
setting up what could be a really interesting conversation about like how Superman should interact like with governments and when and when he shouldn't intervene. Like this could be really cool. And then the writers are like, I don't want to write that. <laughs> Here's a jar of pee. Here's a jar of pee and an explosion. <laughs> it killed me. Um, and it killed everybody else. Um, Remember that Asian girl? What yeah, happened? the Asian girl who just disappears. She's like Johnny Knoxville in Men in Black 2 where yeah, he just goes gone. away. I think yeah. she dies. No, she was in the building. She was, yeah, so. she was. Yeah. Oh, so she's dead. Yeah, yeah. Lex's uh, Lex's assistant was lost in the in the flames. <laughs> so then, finally, after an hour of these scenes that don't match up and don't really flow together at all, Batman and Superman interact in costume, and it's when Batman. <laughs> this is one of the times that I just burst out laughing in the movie. Batman is chasing these criminals through uh, the docks, I think, in a car chase. It's a fine car chase. And he stops because he sees Superman, like, waving in the wind. Superman stops him. Um, He stops him from, like, capturing these criminals. (laughs) The criminals, I assume, just get away. And Superman's like, what the hell, bro? Like, back off. Back off, motherfucker. And he flies away. And then Batman shit talks him. After he leaves. Like the tough guy at the party (laughs) who's about to get his ass kicked. And he's like, uh... See you later. Yes, you did run. Uh, <laughs> so, so Superman remains a moron. I'm not. I'm not totally clear on whether they were actually criminals either. I think oh, is the, just, this is the white elephant. They, right? just they were contractors. Working, I think they were contractors working for Lex Luthor. Yes. Ah, okay. So, so there's some. Yeah, there's. Some, they're not. Uh, maybe, they're probably not good people. Right. It's still. It still to me seemed like a mistake on Superman's part. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then we get. Some more dream sequences is that one dream sequence with the... It's kind of cool, but I don't know what it has to do with the rest of the movie, where they're in the desert. And he's oh, nothing. Fight. Yeah, he's fighting, and then I think Flash shows up. <laughs> it's like, he's like, save Lois, or um, Superman will go bad. And then Batman spends the rest of the movie not caring about Lois at all, <laughs> which I thought was weird. That's a, that's for Justice League. <laughs> so, so then Come there's a scene... more on that later. There's a scene with uh, Martha... Martha Kent, where she basically gives the weirdest speech I've ever heard of. It's the, it's a really strange scene to me because she like reads off Atlas Shrugged to him, and she's like, "You're better than everybody. You're Superman. Like, <laughs> like you could help him or don't. <laughs> like, like it's, thanks, mom. It's yeah, I I really turned on Martha in this movie a lot. <laughs> um, and then he sees Jonathan. I went to the bathroom during the kind of Kevin Poskner part. I'm like, oh, this moron again. He's probably going to die. So that Batman shoots an email to Wonder Woman that has an attachment of the Justice League. And this is the other funny part of the movie because Aquaman is clearly holding his breath. <laughs> and I just went, oh, my God. I, but it brought, up an inter- like, it brought up an interesting, like, how are they going to shoot? Though? I wonder how they're going to do that. A- Aquaman has little, like, pockets of... Like places to walk around in without water, right? I'm not familiar I because it know. could be interesting. I, I've never seen a movie shot underwater. I'm really curious. Um, so then the, he's got logos made for all of the Justice League. <laughs> uh, Cyborg shows up. Flash, the Flash part was actually the one I like. The surveillance, and then um, oh yeah, Chris Pine shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Pine Woman, cameo, which is so funny. It almost makes me wish like they're like they canceled the Wonder Woman movie tomorrow and Chris Pine was just in this movie in a picture. Okay. I swear to you, I thought Ben Affleck was going to be like, is that Chris Pine? (laughs) I promise I'm getting to the end because here's where it all, like, I mean, I need some help here. Um, So Batman, he pours blood on Michael Shannon's corpse. And 
Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Yeah, not Batman. I said Batman, didn't yeah. I? Um, so Lex Luthor pours blood on his corpse. And this is another funny scene because there are two scenes this movie where they do a fantastic job of hiding nudity. And one of them is the Lois Lane in the bathtub scene, which yeah. we haven't touched on. I actually like that scene. Um, he needs to take his shoes off, but I liked the scene <laughs> overall. But they, they do a fantastic job of shooting around her nipples. Yeah. And it's... this one, I don't know how they avoided showing his balls. <laughs> so so good, kudos to them. And... <laughs> So he pours blood Some on really him. technical filmmaking. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Kudos to Larry Fong. <laughs> ASC. So he kidnaps Martha. He gives his whole speech. He says, fight night. It's fight night. Luther. I did not like Jesse Eisenberg in this. Um, but whatever. Um, so he gives his whole speech. He's like, it's fight night. He kidnaps Martha Kent and sends these really disturbing Polaroids. Like really like Saw level I did not. weird. Yeah. 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 Boy. Um, and he sends those. And then he sends Batman a bunch of mail. Um, from what I can tell, I didn't get that part. Anybody? Wait, he sends a mail. Well, yeah, he oh, like with writes all the checks. Yeah, he like the checks. Like he writes like red. Oh stuff. yeah, was he, that Lex? Those 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 were the che- like it was somehow I think Lex Corp was blocking the checks going to Scoot McNary's character. Yeah. Ah, because ah. he was setting up Scoot to be a suicide bomber. There we go. I, I don't believe Scoot realized that he was going to be a suicide bomber. Man, Lex. Okay. So this is a I, yeah. I like this plan. None less, of that matters. Less than Lex's plan in Superman Returns, which is blow up the planet and sell the worst real estate possible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so finally, uh, Batman's like, enough of this. I'm fighting Superman. He does his CrossFit training montage. <laughs> it's like Rocky Four. Um, I like that. They part. fight. There's so some cool I. wrestling moves. There's that awesome Batman fight. It is really sweet where he takes out all the... Oh, yeah. He just did the rock bottom. It's, it's really awesome. cool. And like then I went, oh, my God, it's Zack Snyder again. Like I went, oh, there he is. And um, so they fight. And, yeah, you guys talked about this earlier. But I'm just like, you're Superman. Hold him down and say, listen, like, they are my mom right now. Yeah. Like, uh, that would get across the Martha thing better. It's like, they are my mom. I need your help. Like, for whatever reason. We can reason. continue this later. We can do this later. But Superman... He just punches back and he flips them around. And I was just, I was just like, talk to each other, guys. And then <laughs> uh, Doomsday's on the loose. I can't remember where this happens, but um, the guitar solo jumps in. <laughs> Wonder Woman shows up. They don't talk to each other, which is fine. It's, it's obviously a um, choice on purpose that they don't talk to each other. But it makes them seem really dumb. And that's where I was talking about with these characters. Like the, the lack of teamwork between these three is such a bummer to me because <laughs> Batman's plan is to get them, get doomsday back to Gotham. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is hysterical to me because at the beginning of the movie, the whole reason he's pissed at Superman is because he ruined an entire city. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so he wants to get him back to Gotham when he could drive his plane and pick up the spear of Krypton, which was introduced earlier. And so they show the three of them fighting. Lois goes back. I just recognized the Spear of Longevitus uh, connection. Yes. There. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> so they go back and Lois falls in the water because Lois is really. So she can be saved for the third time. For the third time. Superman goes back. He grabs the thing. And I'm just sitting there like Batman goes off to the side and he's like shooting missiles from the side being completely ineffective. Which Batman's is, awesome at the end. Yeah, I really like Batman. Because he just hides most of the time. And that's exactly what he should be doing. Yes. And then Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Here's my biggest problem with the final fight scene. And it makes all the characters seem dumb to me. Is Wonder Woman is kicking ass in this part. And she like cuts off his arm. And Doomsday punches her and she smiles. She's like, oh, 
give me another one. So you would think like these three geniuses would come together and like, why don't we give Wonder Woman this spear (laughs) (laughs) and let her attack? But no, dummy Superman like takes it and then gets really close. Yeah, gets real close and stabs and then Doomsday stabs him and impales him and then they die and but they don't really die. And then (laughs) to top it off, classic buffoon Clark in these movies, mails snail mails a ring. To Smallville yeah. at the end of the movie, and his dick of a mother brings it in after the funeral. It's the, like, here. like the day of the funeral, yeah, the like hey, he was gonna funeral, marry you, like, just hey. so you know. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> this is sorry. the future you could have had. Yeah, sorry, Good luck, he's kid. Dead. Um, and then Superman doesn't die, and they like talk about forming. The, so that was the plot of the movie. Well, no, and Lex Luthor. <laughs> And Lex Luthor at the end is oh like, my God. ding, ding, ding. What is yeah, so, He's like, <laughs> so they cut to a scene from Batman Forever where Riddler is an Arkham, but it's Lex Luthor instead. They just superimpose Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> and Batman runs in and he's going to brand him. Like he's been branding all these criminals. But because he's found out there's a second woman named Martha in the world, like his entire outlook has changed. And he's like, I'm not going to brand there's you. There's a second woman named Martha. I'm not going to brand you. That is what I wanted to get. I just wanted to rant. It's dark side, right? That's what we're hinting at. Yeah, I think that's supposed okay. to be the hint. So I didn't like this. I didn't like this movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish it was because, like, when I describe it like that, it sounds like, oh, this is like something I would like. And if it was an hour and a half, I might. <laughs> but they... Yeah, where did the time go in the movie? <laughs> It's just so there. There, there are way too many subplots that don't it, just don't need to be here. It's weird because I didn't. I didn't find myself doing the whole like wanting to check the phone thing. No, in the neither theater. was I. It didn't feel long in the yeah. theater. The, but it felt long in terms of like the narrative is. There's so much going on. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you look afterwards, you go, "Holy shit, that was a lot of stuff." Like one Scoop of the things, was in this movie. What? Yeah. One of the things this movie's catching a lot of flack for that I actually really liked was the fact that it. Um, just jumps right in with Batman. Like, mm-hmm. Wayne Wayne Manor's burned down. We don't know why. That's awesome. Robin's suit is in a case with horrible spray paint on it. There's a, there's there's all these... There's all these allusions to, to things that have happened in the past, but they're not explained. I think that's great. That's yeah. great. I think that's, that's the way, I think that's the way that. the DC universe needs to be. That's the I way think, Especially be. with Batman. And I, actually, I made fun of it, but I actually liked that they just did it during the credits. I actually wish more movies would do that. Just get the origin story yeah, out of the way. Out of the like way. the Hulk yeah. thing or has yeah. anybody read All Star Superman where um Grant Morrison in like one page just goes I can't even remember the dialogue, but he just goes, leaves Krypton, arrives at home, adopted by Kent's. Like that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he launches into the story. Yep. Like that's awesome. That's one of the few comic books that I've actually read. And yep. he just very succinctly is like, like boom. boom. Yeah, because everyone knows. And then and there's still people complaining, like, oh well what how do Wayne Manor get burned down? Who cares? Like, we, <laughs> no, we, I don't, don't want to You know. know who Batman is. Pick yeah. a villain, and they burned down Wayne Manor, and they found out who he was. Like, it really doesn't matter. I don't want to know. I love, I love in film, it's just in storytelling in general, I love seeing the hints of things or the remnants of things that were clearly very important events. But I don't need to know about. It. I don't want yeah, to know about. That's it. the that's space wor- jockey. That's world building. That's, that's like that's the space jockey. Like, exactly. There it is. And make up your own version of what happened and have fun. Like, you that- can draw conclusions at, probably based on a billion different comic book storylines. I'm yeah. sure. How many times has Wayne Manor burned down in the comics? Probably a multitude of times. You know what I mean? It, there's plenty of things you can do there to draw conclusions. I do know what's her name was in this movie. Jenna Malone was in this movie. Yeah, she's supposed to be Barbara she's, she's Barbara Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, she's oh, going right. to be in the director's cut. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder how she's going to fit in. I'm, I, cur- um, I'm actually curious to see that. It's really a shame with this movie because um, 
there's a really there's a really satisfying arc for Batman out there somewhere that could have happened. Like Tim said, it just goes from angry. And I, and I really liked that interpretation. I liked the you know, like I like I mentioned at the very very beginning of this whole conversation. I liked the fact that Batman was a little loose on his uh, I, I on know. his morals. I and, like unhinged Batman, and he he wasn't afraid to just like put people in really horrible compromising positions where they're probably going to die. I actually really liked that because Batman's a man. Like he makes really apparent, and he's gonna he's gonna slip. He's gonna fall. He's gonna like he like he keeps warning Alfred about like he. You give somebody all this power eventually, and and they they won't stay good. And he seems to be, you know, Affleck was trying to make more out of out of this than there was. But when he has that line about how many good guys are in Gotham, how many how many have stayed that way? I think he's also kind of talking about himself in that instance. Like he knows he's not a great dude right now. I don't think he's under any delusions that what he's doing is like some righteous crusade. It's in the newspaper. Alfred tells him all the time, like, "Hey, man, did you have to start branding people?" <laughs> but you know, he's just, that's what he knows. That's what maybe is effective to him now. And I think that's really interesting. And, and it's uh, it's not fleshed out. And that's too bad. And I think it'd be interesting for the, the Affleck Batman movie to be, they confirmed if it takes place before this. There we know nothing about it other than I would wager it's gonna be directing it. it. I'm hoping it's going to be before this. And we're going to see some of the events that gave us the change in Batman. I think that would quiet a lot of people about this whole, like, oh, he's killing people. Like, which I understand. Don't get me wrong. I get it. But, like, I think it'd be interesting to see... I mean, I'm sure it's, an, it's a, a number of events that led to this, but I'd like to see the event that made him break, where he's finally like, I need to change it up. This isn't working anymore. Like, I, I would rather see after. Would but you? I, I, yeah. See, I, I, I want to see, like, a prequel. I don't want to yeah. think that this, like, this whole shift in Batman happened because of one event. I like to think of it as, like, it just wore down over time to where he didn't even know when it started. Yeah. He just looked in the mirror one day and was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm killing people now. Yeah. I'm no longer Batman. I'm the goddamn Batman now. Yeah. Okay. But I'll start I don't Batman, know. Yeah. I the, like, um, the weird thing is this movie could have been worse. Like, it's not good, but it could have been way worse. There there are some things I did take away liking about it. And it, in, in a weird way, it did make me more excited for what's to come. So <laughs> maybe mission accomplished. I don't know. <laughs> I like Affleck's Batman because there are so many different versions and variations of Batman. And Affleck seems like the most well-rounded of the actors to ever play him. Like, he could play... 60s Adam West Batman. He could play like the Batman from the comics who deals with a lot of like supernatural stuff. He could play. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm really excited to see where he goes because his. I left the. Th- I mean, right when the movie ended, I kind of thought to myself, "Man, I might have actually liked Affleck better than Christian Bale already," because he has this he has this physicality to him that's insane. And his when he was playing like sleazy drunk Bruce Wayne, it was really really good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, all of his interplay with Wonder Woman was awesome. And when he pretended to like be lost and not know where the bathroom was, I was like, man, he he seems like an asshole. He seems like a like Bale during the scene, the one scene in the museum in Batman Begins where Bale's like leaving with the two supermodels yeah. and he's getting like it was great. And he was playing a, a kind of sleazy, but he was still charming. And I was like, oh, and you know, everyone in the movie around him goes, oh, that Bruce Wayne, look at him. But yeah. this this Bruce Wayne, you're just like, ew, he's like a <laughs> he's like a sad late forties dude. Yeah, well, there's, a, just, there's sleep with his babysitter. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> there's a great <laughs> there's nailed a great, it. <laughs> research. <laughs> there's a great line in The Dark Knight Returns that taught that where Gordon and Bruce Wayne are talking and gordon points out the fact that batman actually knows how to drink now because he used to drink like ginger ale instead of actual champagne and stuff 
back in the day and kind of seeing that that's the christian bale and then the batman who drinks is ben affleck oh yeah who like wakes can, up and drinks bourbon yeah you could see like that maybe somewhere in the past there was a playboy act but he's finally grown into like i don't i don't have to care anymore i can do whatever i gotta do it, i when i watched out of the movie i wasn't happy with with batman killing people and in some ways, I still don't like it because I know it's something that he still struggles with in The Dark Knight Returns. And I think it's something very inherent to the character. If it was something that got somewhat explained or that, like, it's, it feels like this movie tries to have it both ways where you have Alfred pointing out to him, you're doing terrible things. But then it also has Ben Affleck being like, I don't, I don't care. Like, it. I, it doesn't. The pieces don't add up to me. If it's, he had drawn a gun and shot a guy in the head, I would have been like, okay. But I kind of, I kind of just enjoyed the fact that like, he's like, it's up to God. Like he just flips a <laughs> car. And like, he's they, still not the most sadistic of the movie Batman's because Michael Keaton in Batman Returns, he straps a bomb to a guy and throws him off a bridge and then laughs and blows <laughs> up. <laughs> That's pretty terrible too. But and, like even the flipping, the flipping. Okay, fine. You know, we had the suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Del- disbelief with christian bale like mowing over all of these cop cars in the tumbler and then there's the line from alfred that's like well nobody died but blah 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 fine but him actively blowing up a car with many people in it at very high speeds those guys are totally dead and there's no reason <laughs> to think that they would ever live through i think batman that. just goes to the a-team rules where like he assumes that there's a cutaway shot of them crawling out of the vehicle afterwards <laughs> maybe, just... maybe maybe that's the intent but i, I want like, to see that color of the movie yeah. actually just, just another 20 minutes of dudes crawling out of wreckage fans. everyone's fine but just a precaution <laughs> Call the ambulance, please. Gordon, uh, Gordon wrote in, uh, Commissioner Gordon, no, Gordon Rostovsky from, from Germany wrote in. Gordon Freeman. And uh, I let me go through his email real quick. He said, a couple of days have passed since I saw Batman v Superman. I didn't write until now because I didn't want to write a knee-jerk reaction. Unfortunately, unfortunately, my opinion for this piece of shit movie just got worse <laughs> after every poster trailer I've seen just adds salt to the wound. As a DC fan, this movie angered and insulted me more than any recent movie that I can remember. I'll summarize my hateful rant in a few points that include spoilers. The movie commits a character assassination on an unprecedented level. Batman is dumb and easily manipulated. Superman is a snooze. Lois Lane is a damsel in distress. Lex Luthor is dot dot dot. I'm not sure what he is, but he's bad. Clark Kent is Superman, and there's absolutely no difference in how he's played. I'm honestly not sure. Yeah. I'm honestly not sure why people praise Wonder Woman so much. Maybe the reason that this movie sucks so bad is that they needed something to hold on to. Yep, she is cool, but she's not a character. She is a deus ex machina that shows up whenever the plot needs her to. I think if the character motivations are left to be revealed in future movies, something has gone awfully wrong. Why is Lex Luthor doing what he's doing? Why is Wonder Woman doing what she's doing? As a matter of fact, even Batman is not clear to me the way he is presented. The first half of the movie is a bunch of scenes with very little holding them together, and the second half is a CGI fest which I couldn't get emotionally invested in at all. It doesn't commit to any idea that starts getting explored. Ideas just get thrown at the wall, and the movie chickens out from ever making a statement or conclusion. The movie features four or five dream sequences at a runtime of what felt like 12 hours. Are they fucking crazy? I don't care if they are setting up future movies. They didn't work for anybody that I talked to. Same as in Age of Ultron, but I guess Marvel and DC executives have been exchanging notes. That Batman v Superman fight was A, all in the trailer, B, lasted five minutes in a 12-hour long movie titled Batman v Superman, what a joke, C, was lame, D, had the worst resolution ever. Did anyone ever feel anything at all? 
And the best worst thing were the fanboys exiting the cinema. Going in, everybody, me included, had at least one clothing idol supporting whatever team they chose with a gleeful expression. Going out, I swear I wasn't. The, it wasn't only me projecting what I thought when I saw most of them look like they wanted to cry in despair. I hereby pledge that I will not watch another Zack Snyder directed DC movie unless it has more than eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, in which case I might give it a chance. I also pledge that I will not watch another DC movie that gets a rotten rating. Having said this, based on this interview, which is from BatmanNews.com, titled "Why Does Batman Kill in Batman v Superman," I don't think I will be watching many DC movies in the future. That video just made me hate Snyder on a whole new level. If DC is willing to drag my beloved characters through the mud, the least I can do is stop enabling them. Cheers from a revolted DC fan. Heavy stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. I think we covered a lot of it. Um, yeah. yeah. I, was, I will just say, don't have hate in your heart, brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't do it. Yeah, and don't Next. use Rotten Tomatoes as your barometer. Yeah. Because the witch, the witch has 90%. But I can understand. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I can understand not wanting to see another Snyder DC movie, though. I think that's a Batman fine statement to make. Phillip. If you're not happy with the last Ooh. two Snyder DC movies, that seems fair to not want to see the rest of those. Yeah, no, I know. I get that. Um, yeah. I wouldn't. Here's the. Yeah. The thing is. Yeah, I was kind of in the same boat when I got out of the movie. I was just like, oh, God. Like, I. But. I like Affleck. I like Terrio. I like their Batman. So there's that to look forward to. Suicide Squad looks good. Suicide Squad. Yeah, Suicide yeah. Squad. I did actually watch the Suicide I can't Squad trailer. I put too much faith in David Ayer, but I will grant you. <laughs> Why not? Just, Why not? He, well, it's like one of those things like I'm probably going to enjoy it, but I'm not necessarily ready to go out and say this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen his movies fair. and I like them, but I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I'm still confused. And I really, really like James Wan. Yeah. Um, and I think it would be cool to have an Aquaman. And the footage of Wonder Woman that they showed on TV would look pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pulling for Wonder Woman, too. Yeah. Um, we had the first picture as well of Wonder yeah. Woman. The problem is I wish... Yeah, I'm kind of... I do wish Zack Snyder would leave Justice League. I actually would not, based on... Or someone else would write It's it. making a ton of money, but uh, I would not be surprised if they announced that they wanted somebody else instead. I mean, they have to decide like immediately. Though. I was going to say it's... it would have to happen like yesterday, pretty much because their production starts in like tomorrow. Two weeks. It's, in, it's in early April. I heard late March. They're but... all, they're all getting together right now. I know yeah, that there's an official production date and it's the, I think it's the second week of April or it's like April like 10th or something. I like to 8th. think if you can deliver him a script that is streamlined and basics, not the word I want to use for use for it, but won't distract him. With, simple? Yeah, simple. It's fundamental. Well, yeah, won't distract him with a bunch of subplots that go all this way because he gets distracted yeah, by those. He might need just more, either more or less interference. I'm not sure what happened because like you said, Tim, it did, it did kind of reek of... You, you said it felt like it reeked of too much studio interference or like it was directed by a mm-hmm. series of... I, I think... By committee. I'm, I am placing more fault on Snyder um, okay. for either well, telling them is. no or... He is the kind of the creative head, isn't he? He's the director, yeah. And, well, and I think he is kind of in charge of. He's the DC guy. He's kind of. Like, he's he's their version of what Joss Whedon was. Mm-hmm. Before their, I think they're trying to make him their Feige sort of. The, yeah, and I think they should make Jeff Johns, but. Oh yes. Um, I, I'm still. I, I'm. I'm. You're not going to get that with a giant company like Warner well, Brothers, I appa- guess. But again, a, apparently Ben Affleck has been meeting with Jeff Johns. And that should be the creative force. Going forward, Absolutely. I think, um, because of those two guys, I think get it. And I, Snyder, I don't want to crap all over him too much because I feel bad. But I don't, just think, I think he's, I think he's kind of wrongheaded in some ways, and especially yeah. in a Justice League movie, I, I really hope he 
figures out what makes it tick because I really would like to see it be good. Like I wanted to go home last night and see if I texted Willie. Is like, is there any Justice League on Netflix? Like the cartoon? Yeah, the, yeah. Justice League Unlimited is on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's great. Yeah. So, so I just wanted to see something. I did. Uh, I am still really looking forward to Aquaman. The little clip is hilarious because <laughs> Alex and I both started laughing at Jason Momoa's hair just floating around. I know him. you guys. Uh, you guys I, are killing me. I thought it, oh, yeah. it, it was exactly the Zoolander water commercial. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. That's exactly what it was. Holy shit, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I do wish, I remember the, the scene which we didn't even really talk about how stupid it was, but Lois Lane decided to pick up the kryptonite spear, throw it in the water. She runs outside, looks what's happening, runs go, back inside to retrieve the spear. But I really wanted Jason Momoa to just float up out of the water. <laughs> just offer her the spear. Um, Are you looking for this? <laughs> Yeah, but that clip was cool to me because as goofy as it was, it was awesome at the same time. Like it's, the part where he takes off is really I was like, that's sweet. I'm excited for Aquaman. The Flash made me want to poke my thumb in my eye. But I saw pictures of uh what's his name? The kid playing Ezra there. Miller? Ezra yes. Miller. He got I jacked. saw pictures of him at the premiere and he looks like a grown-up now. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm you got me back in a little bit. He <laughs> shaved his chin pubes and he gained like 25 pounds of muscle. And he looks, it's all, yeah. He looks like a grown up, and I was like, "That's all I want." Like, I don't want, I don't want teenagers running around in this in these movies. The uh, the common kind of theory, I think, on what Justice League Part One is going to be, because they're not being filmed back to back; they're being filmed as separate oh, really? movies. Yeah, actually, uh, Terrio or whoever's writing, I think it's Terrio that's working on Justice is League Two. Okay. Um, whoever's writing Justice League said, "I don't have a script for Justice League Part Two. I have a script for Justice League Part One. <laughs> that's done. I don't have I don't have Part Two. But I think the common the common theory is that that vision that Batman has, we're going to see a version of that in Justice League Two. Um, and the flash and armor that shows up as a flash to him. And he's like, don't do it, Bruce. But you know, that kind of thing. We're going to see that happen from their perspective. That's what I'm hearing. That, that sounds like that's what they want to do. Um, and that Superman is going to be the villain of justice league part one. Yeah. Um, cause if you notice they have, um, the Superman guys, there's, um, Omega symbols all over the place, and that's Darkseid's thing. So, I mean, it makes sense. Darkseid comes and he brings back Superman to take back over Earth for him, and I don't know. And then they do like an Injustice type adaptation, and then God, I don't know. I just don't want to see that. <laughs> it's just, yeah, and that's the whole thing is it's just such a weird. I want to see point. Superman being Superman. That's the thing, especially in a Justice League movie. I yeah. want him to be. I think they're afraid of Superman being Superman, though. That's the thing. And it's man, you got to so, own it. Y- yeah, you have the greatest comic book character of all time. Like, use him. Yeah, use him as he's supposed to be used. But the problem is that there is a fine, there is a balance that can be struck between, you know, I hate to say it, but goody two shoes Superman, who's kind of infallible and can do no wrong, and and you know, that's what I want to see. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's, you can strike a balance between that and action and 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 not boring Brandon Routh stuff. Well, you know what I mean. Like, there's a way to find a balance. And they were knocking on it in Man of Steel. They were, they were. They no, were warming I, I up to it. I don't disagree. I didn't like Man of Steel, but I don't disagree. I think they were on that. They were on the right path, at least for finding a band. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand why they killed Superman in this movie. So. Other than they had Doomsday in it, they felt like they needed it. Was really it. dumb. Because the original dumb. Superman, the death of Superman, because it's Easter weekend and they need <laughs> Superman Doomsday to rise sh- again. Doomsday. Sh- the whole third act of this movie shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Like, honestly, just make Lex Luthor. I liked the idea of him doing his like puppet master thing. I was kind of into the idea that he had been orchestrating all this for a long mm-hmm. time. Just put like 
a hundred people around the world in hostage situations, and Lex Luthor's like, "I'm gonna kill them all." And you strap Jesse Eisenberg the robot suit, man. Haven't played a big robot, Lex Luthor. Sure. Anything, <laughs> but, anything but the cave troll from the Hobbit that we got. <laughs> it was dread. It was off. I mean, who, who, who signed off? Who was like that? That sounds great. Let's have just. There's a bummer. Zombies. The dance. only actually, you know what? One of the only action sequences I did like. Um, was Superman punching him out into space further and further? I actually really loved that. I thought that was awesome. That was cool. But it led to the dumbest thing in the movie. The nuke. I don't know how I even talked about. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, <laughs> it, it takes. Be warned, uh, the rest of the world. It takes America six and a half seconds to launch a nuke. To to conceptualize, authorize, and execute the launching of a nuke takes less than ten seconds. You don't even give anybody a chance. You to can't do even anything. take a piss before the nuke is is on its way to you. <laughs> It happened so. It was so dumb. It was whoever edited this, by the way, blacklist them from Hollywood, ban them forever. Yeah, because this is a mess of editing. Yeah, I would agree. With there, that. Are, there are some of the transitions from scene to scene that is just hysterically bad. I can't remember. There was a review that where you feel like it. you're turning from one TV in your house to the other and watching a different show. <laughs> there was a review online that pointed it out, and it, it, it what you're talking about, like um, Lawrence Fishburne goes. This ain't Kansas anymore. Karachi said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, this ain't Kansas anymore. And like, you assume like they're gonna cut to Clark Kent in Kansas, but they don't until talking like, to his mom. Three scenes later, they finally cut back. To uh, so then, then it cuts to Lois Lane doing something pointless, <laughs> which is all she does in this movie. Yeah. But Brandon or uh, not Brandon, rather, I almost said it. Henry Cavill and uh, and and Amy Adams have no chemistry. This is the they editor. have they have less chemistry than Jeremy Renner has had with any woman he's ever been in a movie with, which is considerable. <laughs> The editor of such films as 300 Rise of an Empire, Man of Steel, Pirates of the Caribbean, On Stranger Tides, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps, 2012, Wanted, The Day After Tomorrow, Identity, Kate and Leopold, The Patriot, What Dreams May Come, Lolita, Independence Day, who, Fear. Who, who are you talking about? The, yeah. the editor of this movie. The Patriot with Mel Gibson? Yes. And right. Talk Talk Radio was the first cool. movie he edited. Oh, he's a lot of Oliver Stone movies, so he's he understands how to edit. Maybe he was drinking. <laughs> Maybe he's lost it and he's to stop yeah. editing because that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Stop editing. You're done. You're done. You made you made the worst edited movie I've seen in forever. And I like Terrence Malick, so <laughs> there's an indicator for you of what we're dealing with. All right. Any final thoughts? No, nope, running I'm long. Done. The cyborg part was cool. I actually liked it. It was horrifying. I was like, this. If like David Cronenberg was directing cyborg, it would be really good. <laughs> I like that it was Miles Bennett Dyson. Was it really? Was that was the. Yeah. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I like it more now. <laughs> <laughs> Ties back into robots. All oh, right. That, that part was really gross. It was cool. Yeah. All right. The future's bright for the DC. <laughs> the DCU. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you know who you know who has a chance still? Green Lantern. He's, That's true. He's in space. He's, he's right untainted. Now. There was actually uh Larry King was interviewing um Who's wanted to be John Stewart for the past couple of years? Tyrese. Tyrese, yeah. Larry was, King was interviewing Larry, Tyrese. Larry King was interviewing Tyrese, and Larry King brought up the DC Universe, and, and he, Tyrese said that he hasn't had talks with Zack Snyder, but he's had talks with Warner Brothers. So I was like, you know, we were going to say like he's going to be like, I don't want no part of that. Yeah. Nope. He's like, I'm good. Not yet. Not yet. But I don't know. I know they said the Green Lantern Corps is the title of that 2020 movie, Which is right? Great. Yeah. So I was thinking it should be like. Nathan Fillion as old Hal, Hal Jordan. And then you get Tyrese in there as Jon Stewart and then find yourself uh, whoever that... Give me Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner, yeah. 
Yes. Get a guy. Really yeah, I was, thinking, guy I was thinking Will Poulter as Guy Gardner, like yes. a young Guy Gardner. Yes. Give so me that got... scene where Batman just punches him in the nose as hard as he can. <laughs> I would say Jai Courtney for Guy Gardner if he wasn't already Captain Boomerang. With, looks, with, a, with a bad haircut. He looks pretty sweet as Captain Boomerang. Oh, yeah. Gonna He's gonna be when great. he cracks that pop in the, in the uh, alleyway in that theater. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yep. Uh, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com right just so no, let us know what you think of the show all that other good stuff you heard at the top of the show come check out Frame Friday and Trivia Tuesday on the Midwest Film Nerds Facebook and Instagram and uh, listen to Lizzie growling as she and Nick play and then uh, next week I think uh, there's nothing coming out this weekend that I know of so I think we will probably um we will probably just do our Daredevil part two. Have Gojo back and do some talking here. But Lizzie, how how'd you think of Batman Superman? Lizzie, what'd you think? You like it? She's not talking. She's gone silent. Yeah, she that's how she felt. <laughs> Alright, anyway. <laughs> Kyle X Y. Go watch a movie. That was the most scintillating Martha. Movie.